if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to NFL 2020 playoff preview. I know it's 2021, but this is the 2020 season, 2020 playoffs. Yeah, so let's do this. Uh, First of all, I don't think I'm going to make any predictions in this video of who's going to win. But I'll talk about who I'm leaning towards picking, I suppose. I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak preview of my current top 18 mock draft. I, I don't scout the prospects very much. I know what they do well and what they don't do well for the most part. Um, and then I just throw it together and just say F it and guess who's going to be picked. Where I usually do it with all sports. I'm not acting like I'm some sort of genius when it comes to one sport over the other. But I know... Genuinely, or I, I generally know about what the prospects do well and what they don't do, and you know what teams are thinking, uh, or what teams, at least publicly, what teams, you know, are perceived to be doing. What Schefter says, all that stuff. But I'm gonna give you a little sneak preview of that. We're gonna talk about the wild card weekend. I'll do one of these each week, I guess, talking about the matchups each week, since I'm not gonna be making full on playoff predictions. But all right, Saturday, January 9th, it all begins. Super wild card weekend. In the NFL, we have two NFC games and an AFC game on Saturday, two AFC games and an NFC game on Sunday. So three games each. That's great with the extra playoff team. It all begins at 12.05 on CBS, the Colts and the Bills. And I mean, the Bills are probably the sweetheart of the NFL. I think everybody, for the most part, everybody, I would guess, outside of the Patriots, Dolphins, and uh, Jets fans, teams that... Root, people who root for teams that aren't in the playoffs are probably rooting for the, the Bills. A lot of people like this team. I like them too. I think they're very good. You know, Josh Allen has taken a complete and total, one of the biggest jumps from one season to the next that we've seen, especially considering how they lost in the playoffs last year when he just had that horrendous, terrible play that ruined their game against the Texans. But he's been excellent. I mean, any other season... If Aaron Rodgers didn't play and have the numbers that he had this year as well as he did, Allen would be the MVP. I'd say he's second right now. I know a lot of Bills fans are campaigning for Josh Allen to win MVP. He's not going to win it. You know, Rodgers is going to get his third. He has 51 total touchdowns, only five interceptions, a rating of 121. You don't put up those numbers and not win MVP. There will never, ever be a time in the history of the NFL where a guy has more than 50 total touchdowns as a quarterback and a rating over 120 and doesn't win MVP. That's never going to happen. So I, I love the Bills in this game. I think the Bills have are a really good matchup. You look at the way the Colts defend. They've had some issues in the middle of the field at defending uh, different offenses, and the Bills can tear it up on offense. The Bills have a lot of weapons. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley's been good. Dawson Knox is a solid tight end. You look at Singletary and Moss out of the backfield. Their line is good enough. Allen is a threat with his wheels. Uh, I like the Bills in this game a lot. Um, you know, the Colts defense was very good for most of the season. And their defensive coordinator, Matt Eberfluss, is getting some, you know, head coaching looks. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the head coaching thing because I, the six openings, I tweeted my predictions of who's going to go where, which is usually I do every year. It's kind of a joke because I'm never right. Like last year, I was 0 for. Year before that, I believe I said LaFleur was going to end up in Green Bay. 
Um, you know, I'm in the building in Lombardi 1265. I know what I'm doing, trust me. But, um, you know, I don't know if the Colts have enough offensively to keep up with the Bills' offense. And the Bills' offense has probably been the second or third best in the league. You look at points per game, you look at yards, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Buffalo are basically the three best offenses unanimously this season. So I like the Bills in this game. The number is six and a half. The Bills are favored. I think they can cover that. Um, unless the Colts' defense really gets down to business and plays the way they were earlier in the season. Now, you look at... You know, what the the Colts offense has done, um, they've given up points, but they've also had big takeaways. The Green Bay game is a perfect example for them. They gave up 31 points, but they had the forced fumble and overtime to win the game. And that's kind of what that game came down to. The Packers probably played a better game than the Colts other than the turnovers, and the Colts won the game. So we'll see. I like the Bills in this game. I think they can cover the number. Uh, Rams, Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks defense was dead about 10 weeks ago. They've kind of been better. Um, Jamal Adams has been great. I know he got hurt at the end of that 49er game on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play. We'll see. But, man, the Rams offense is so hit or miss. And I don't even know if Jared Goff's going to play. And i gotta, I got to be honest here. I mean, I think the Rams have a chance to win whether Goff plays or not. And I think they might have a better chance to win if Wolford plays. And I know it sounds crazy, but there's a huge difference, okay? Wolford, you look at that game, he can run the football. He can run those option plays where he can be a threat with his wheels. He can run. Goff clearly cannot. And do you really want Wolford, who's healthy, throwing the ball, or Goff, who's got a broken thumb that he had surgery on 10 days ago on his throwing thumb? So, I think if Wolford plays, they have a better chance, honestly. I mean, I know it sounds insane, but that's just kind of the way I look at it, because he's a threat. He's a dual threat. He doesn't have the greatest accuracy or the greatest arm. He's a backup. What do you expect? But he can run the football. And the biggest part of the Rams team, other than their defense, is running the ball. Cam Akers, Henderson, they can run the ball. And they should have Cooper Cup back, I think. Actually, I don't think they will. I think it's 10 days. I don't know. Um, But Robert Woods... Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, their line's good enough. The Rams' defense is what's going to carry them in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I don't know if I see a scenario where the Rams can win this game on the road in Seattle. I know that not having the fans is a big difference. Um, Man, this is tough. I like the Rams in this game. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling the Rams can, can win this game. I'm not sure. We'll see, though. Uh, the Seahawks' offense has been pretty bad recently. I mean, they didn't put up very many points for most of that game until the end against the Niners. The Niners are playing with, you know, practice squad guys for the most part on defense at this point with all the injuries. But I like the Rams in this game to at least cover the four and a half. They're four and a half point dogs. You know, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Saturday night game, which is going to be interesting, the Buccaneers and the football team in Landover, Maryland. The football team has a tremendous defense, and their line is excellent. Chase Young is a stud, a rookie, one of the best rookie pass rushers I've seen in a few years, probably better than you know anyone we've seen the last three or four years in terms of rookie pass rushing. Uh, but the Bucks are starting to click, and their defense is good. Uh, the football team's offense is what's going to hurt them here, and I like the Bucks. I don't know if the Bucks will cover the eight and a half, but I'd risk it. I'd say yeah. Um, I don't know if Mike Evans is going to play. Does it really matter? I mean, I just think the football team's offense is so bad that I don't think they have enough, you know, to keep it keep it in check, uh, you know, to get 20 points. Can they get 20 points? I mean, the Bucks' defense is good. 
they've been a lot of up or down, up and down this year, but their defense has a lot of talent, a lot of guys that can do, you know, different things. Um, and if they blitz Alex Smith the way they blitzed Aaron Rodgers in week five, you know, I like their chances. So I like the Bucs in that game. Uh, on to Sunday. So just, I'm not picking teams outright. I'm just saying who I like, who I, who I lean towards. I would say I lean towards the Bills, Rams, and Bucks. So there you go. Ravens, Titans, I love, love, love the Ravens in this game. And I know Derrick Henry's a stud. He had 2,000 yards this season. He's one of the best backs in the game. The reason that I don't think he's the best, and I'm, I know he had 2,000 rushing yards, the new school era of running backs, you have to be able to be able to run the ball, which he does better than anybody. you got to be able to catch it out of the backfield. And Christian McCaffrey is the ultimate example of that. And that's kind of why I think he's probably not the best back in the game. But he's damn close. He's the best at running the ball if you're just looking for straight-up running. Uh, but I love the Ravens. I don't see a scenario where the Ravens go 13-3 last year. They lose in the divisional round to the Titans. I don't see where they lose to them two years in a row. I like the Ravens in this game a lot. Uh, this is the classic example of a 13-3 and team. And I've said this a lot the last couple weeks, and I know people don't agree with it, but a 13-3 and team gets a one seed. Their quarterback wins MVP. I'm basically describing the Packers right now, which kind of makes me scared since I am a Packer fan. Um, a 13-3 and team gets a one seed. Quarterback wins an MVP. They have a complete letdown game against the Titans last year. They come back the next year. They don't have as good of a record. But they make a little bit of a run. I think the Ravens are that team this year. I could see that happening. Um, so I like the Ravens in that game. They are three and a half point favorites on the road. So that tells you what people think of the Titans, apparently. Titans defense is horrible. That's why I think that Lamar Jackson can basically do whatever he wants. And the Ravens defense is good enough to slow down Derrick Henry. The Packers did it. The Ravens, you know, and the Packers defenses, you know, they're not that much different talent wise. I think the Ravens defense might be better. Probably is better. I don't know. Uh, Bears Saints. I don't. I know a lot of people have a feeling that the Bears could win this game, and I kind of do too. But I don't know if I see a scenario where the Saints go two years in a row losing in the wild card game at home to an NFC North opponent that they're better than. I, I don't know, man. It's tough. The Bears offense is bad. The Saints defense is good. The Saints offense. What are they? I mean, Alvin Kamara should be back. Michael Thomas will be back. But Drew Brees is not good anymore. The big thing here, though, this is probably Brees' last hurrah. I don't think he wants to go out in this way. And I think they have the, you know, we saw what they did to the Vikings a couple weeks ago on Christmas Day. They pounded the ball into their face. And the Bears' defense has not been very good this year. You know, if you have a tackle that can slow down Khalil Mack, you can pretty much take over a game against the Bears. And I know... Jalen Johnson was out last week against Green Bay. Roquan Smith got hurt, but obviously Drew Brees is not going to be able to slice and dice the Bears defense like Rodgers did last week. But mm, I think the Bears will cover the 10. I don't really think they'll win the game outright, um, but I think it's going to be really cl- I think I can see this going either way, to be honest. I mean, the paranoid in me thinks, oh, God, I don't want the Packers to play the Bears at Lambeau because I couldn't stomach a loss to them in the playoffs, but... I think the Saints will win the game. I think it'll be really close, but I can see a scenario where it goes either way. It's going to depend on what Trubisky can do, and can David Montgomery be slowed down? Because Green Bay's defense, kind of the blueprint in terms of what to do against this Bears offense that was rolling against worse teams uh, the previous weeks before Week 17. So it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll see, but I'd lean Saints on that one just because I don't think that the 5, 6, and 7 are all going to win for the NFC, and if I like the Rams and the Bucks, then, you know, we'll see. 
Um, okay, last game on Sunday night, the Steelers and the Browns. This is a rematch of last week, week 17, where Roethlisberger and Watt, and those guys didn't play, Pouncey didn't play. Um, but I uh, like the Steelers in this game, I think. Um, you know, I think the Steelers can win around. I don't think they'll win after this. Uh, but the Browns, you know, the Browns are good. They're very good. But they don't have Beckham. Their offense has been solid. But the Steelers' defense, even with all the injuries, I think is good enough to, to slow them down to the point where the Steelers can win the game. And I think the Steelers have something to prove. You know, they started out 11-0. Everyone's saying they're the worst 11-0 team in a long time, which I agree with. Then they lose three in a row. They lose to the freaking Bengals, which is embarrassing. And their offense looked horrible. But I think they have something to prove that they can win a playoff game. And I think they will. I, I lean Steelers on this game. So that sets up this way. I would have the Bills taking on the Ravens and the Steelers taking on the, or wait, I messed that up. The Bills taking on the Steelers and the Ravens and the Chiefs. That would be unreal. Bills, Steelers, Ravens, Chiefs, and the AFC. And in those games, I would probably lean, you know, I could see the Ravens beating the Chiefs. I'm not ready to say that yet. We'll see if the matchup actually happens. I like the Bills over the Steelers. But uh, anyway, in the NFC, I would have the Bucks playing the um, Saints and the Packers and the Rams. And that would give the Packers an advantage. I know the Rams' defense is good, and they have Jalen Ramsey and all that stuff out there. They have a really, really good defense. Um, number one total defense, I believe, in the league. Uh, but they're a dome team. Can they win in the cold? We'll see. We will see. Uh, and then Bucks and Saints. I don't know who the hell would win that game. That would be crazy. I think the Bucks would probably win the game. And if the NFL has Rodgers and Brady in the NFC Championship, I don't think they'll be complaining about that. And if they have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen... I mean, the NFL's got a chance if things go the way they probably want them to to really set themselves up for, uh, for you know, a sick championship weekend. So we'll see. Uh, so that's all I got there. So let me just go over this again. I lean, I lean. I'm not picking. I'm not telling you who to take. And I'm not letting you hold this against me. But I'm leaning Bills. I'm leaning Rams and Bucks. I'm leaning Ravens, Saints, and Steelers. That's just the way I'm leaning. Like I said... Games that, I, that I'm not that confident that could go either way. Rams, Seahawks, Bears, Saints. I can see those games going the other way. I feel pretty good about the other picks, though. I feel good about the Bills and the Ravens and the Bucks And the Steelers and Browns, I can see going either way, but I lean Steelers. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, let me just give you my award picks for each award. Um, who I think is going to win each award. And we'll start with the MVP, and I think it's obvious. Um... I don't know how you don't pick Aaron Rodgers to win MVP. Just the season that he's had is absurd. His best statistical season ever, probably. Um, you know, I just think there's really no other way to go about it. I think he's the guy in terms of uh, stats. Team went 13-3, which I don't even think should matter, but it does. I know to a lot of people. Um, so that's how I go. Rodgers is the MVP. And let me just read this from the New York Post, their quote on Rodgers winning MVP. They picked it. Let's see what they say. Everyone wondered how he might react to drafting quarterback Jordan Love. Somewhat lost in the gushing over his accuracy is his brain. He is the master of all he surveys in his second year with coach Matt LaFleur. His telepathy with the wide receiver Devontae Adams is in a league of its own. Rodgers turned 37 last month and looks like he can make Love wait longer behind him than he then he had to wait behind Brett Favre. Because of his late surge and because his legs are such a weapon, I award Josh Allen the silver medal. 
no one would have argued with Patrick Mahomes, of course. So I agree there. Um, in terms of offensive player, I think Devontae Adams would be a great pick. 1,400 yards in 14 games. He missed two games, 18 touchdowns, leading the league. But I don't think he's going to get it. I think Derrick Henry with 2,000 yards, he's got to get it. He's got to get it. Uh, defensive player of the year, as much as I like T.J. Watt here, <clears throat> I think T.J. Watt's going to get it. Yeah, I think he's going to get it right over Aaron Donald and Xavier Howard and other guys that could be in there. But I got to give it to T.J. Watt here, man. I got to give it to him. Um, in terms of offensive rookie of the year, it's obviously Justin Herbert breaking the touchdown record. He had a great year on a bad team. Justin Jefferson, same thing. Great year on a bad team. He's close, but um, I like Herbert there. Defense rookie of the year, we mentioned him earlier. It's obviously Chase Young, who's been excellent. Six and a half sacks. Those numbers will get into the double digits probably next season. Four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, scoop and score, touchdown. Um Coach of the year, oh, this is tough. I think Kevin Stefanski is probably the guy. Making the playoffs with the Browns has seemed impossible, and they did it this year. They won 11 freaking games, which is unreal. But, yeah, I think I'd give it to Stefanski, yeah. Right behind him would be McDermott, who's done a great job with the Bills. They didn't make the playoffs, but Brian Flores winning 10 games with that Dolphin team and that offense, pretty incredible. Uh, Matt LaFleur deserves a shout-out. 13-3 back-to-back seasons. Nobody cares. They're all like, oh, he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, the same people that say that are the same people that said that Rodgers was done after McCarthy got fired. So shut up. Thanks. Um, I think that's it for Coach Your Tom one was good, but whatever. Um, comeback player of the year is obviously Alex Smith, so shout-out to him. Uh, now let's go to the 18 draft thing. So the top 18's already been decided. Here's what I have going where, and I'm going to give you the Tankathon big board ranking for each of these players. So they're not my rankings of the players. They're Tankathons, but I'm picking where they go. Number one, Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence, best quarterback in the draft, can't miss. Uh, he's number one on Tankathon. Number two, I've been going back and forth. I personally think the Jets should trade back or take Panay Sewell, but I got a feeling they're going to take Justin Fields, who's number four on Tankathon. He'd be my number three QB if I had to rank him. He's their number three QB as well. Um, Dolphins, this is obvious. Panay Sewell, best tackle in the game, easily out of Oregon. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people will say they should take a receiver. Wait till pick 18, you'll see it. <laughs> Number four, Falcons, it's time for a restart. That franchise has been just abysmal last couple of years. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are not getting any younger. I'm going to say Zach Wilson is the guy. Out of BYU. He's my number two QB in this class. I think he's great. You get those improvising quarterbacks, the guys with the arms that can move and get outside the pocket, and they're not playing an offense like Mac Jones, like Trevor Lawrence for the, for the most part, like Kyle Trask, where guys are just getting open at all times. We don't see that. I like Zach Wilson. Falcons of four. Number five, a little LSU reunion. Jamar Chase, who I would say is probably the number two or three receiver in the class. If you would have played this year, he probably would have been number one. But Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, pretty damn good at Alabama. Uh, but I have the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. He'll now play with his former quarterback, of course, Joe Burrow. Number five overall in takeathon is Chase. Number six, Eagles. Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker. Number six on takeathon. I have him going at number six. Now, the thing with him is excellent player. Uh, can do a lot of good things. He could probably play on the inside if you really want him to, but I'd prefer him on the outside. Um, but the thing here is that a lot of people are probably going to take the Eagles to take Devontae Smith or to take Jalen Waddle. But, man, 
Do they really want to take another first-round receiver back-to-back years? I'm not so sure. And their defense is not very good either. Uh, number seven, Lions taking Devontae Smith, the eighth overall player on the uh, Tankathon board. <clears throat> their receiver talent, you know, outside of Galladay, Marvin Jones is getting older. I know his chemistry with Stafford is great. Will Stafford actually be there? We'll see. Uh, but Devontae Smith is a stud and really worthy of the Heisman. Honestly, he's been great. Uh, number eight, the Panthers. A lot of people will probably say they should take a quarterback with Trey Lance. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they take Kyle Pitts, the can't-miss tight end in this class who just had an absurd year at Florida. So many skills, ball skills. He could do it all, vertical threat, and that's a huge asset for a quarterback. And they really don't have anything at the tight end position now uh, in Carolina. So I'll have the Carolina Panthers taking number 14 in the tankathon big board at number 8, Kyle Pitts. Number nine, edge rusher Quiddy Pay to the Broncos at uh, 13th pick. You know, he's a good player. He can get up on the line and rush the passer. Uh, I think he's probably the number one or two edge rusher in this class. I think Gregory Rousseau is also very good. I think a lot of people have Rousseau ahead of uh, Pay, but I think the the Broncos go a little bit outside the box here and take Quiddy Pay at nine. Uh, number 10, Cowboys, Gregory Rousseau, number 10 on the big board as well. Out of Miami, just a freak, 6'6", 260. He can do it all, rush the passer. He's very good. Uh, number 11, Giants take Jalen Waddle, who's number 12 on the big board, number 3 receiver. Jalen Waddle, if he would have played this year, would have been right there with Devontae Smith and how many people are praising him. He's so good. He's so fast. He's just an unreal wide receiver. Uh and the Giants need a threat like that next to Sterling Shepard, next to Darius Slayton. Who's Daniel Jones throwing to right now? You know, they need a receiver. Uh, number 12, the Niners. Jason Verrett was good. He can't stay healthy. Richard Sherman clearly has taken a step back in his career. So I think the Niners will take Patrick Sertan the second, who I think is the best corner in the class. Number seven overall in the Tankathon Big Board. This would be, the Niners would be thrilled for Sertan to fall to them. Because I can see the Broncos doing it. I can see the Cowboys doing it. I could even see the Panthers doing it, taking uh, Sertan at, at in, before 12. So they'd be thrilled. And if they don't, maybe Caleb Farley goes to the Niners at 12. But number 13, uh, Rashawn Slater. They need a tackle in, in uh, L.A. next to Bulaga, who's getting older. Why not Rashawn Slater, who's the second-best tackle in this class, behind Sewell at 15 on the Tankathon Big Board. So the Chargers take Rashawn Slater at Northwestern. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Vikings, they always need interior offensive line help. Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC is one of the best in this class, ranked 35th on the Tankathon Big Board, but I think he's going to start rising up boards as the weeks get closer to the draft. I remember this is only January 5th. The draft is in April. This is going to change a lot. I mean, I looked back to my 2019 mock a couple years ago from January, and it was not even close. I think I only had one right. So there you go. Fifteenth uh, overall, the Patriots take the quarterback of the future. Thrilled to see Trey Lance out of North Dakota State fall, the fourth quarterback off the board. And if they don't take him, I think they'll take a defensive player of some sort. But I think Belichick would like to take the number eleven player overall on the Tankathon Big Board, Trey Lance, to the Patriots. Number sixteen, Arizona needs defensive help. Their offense has a ton of weapons. Their offensive line could probably use some help as well. But I'm going to say they take corner Caleb Farley, who's clear-cut number two corner in this class out of Virginia Tech, number nine overall on the Tankathon big board. 
Arizona gets a corner. And then the Raiders, I have Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, 34th overall in the Tangle Big Board. He's a stud. He can play inside. He can play outside. I think he's probably number two, in my opinion, in terms of linebackers in this class. I do like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame a little bit more. But the Raiders are a team that goes outside the box. They freaking took Damon Arnett in the first round, which was weird. They took, you know, Cleveland Furl at four, which seemed high to most people. They do weird things, man. They, uh, you know, they drafted or they traded, you know, Khalil Mack. They traded Amari Cooper, which I think those trades were actually not bad for them. But they do some weird things, and I think they take Collins here, who's a great player. And then at 18, finally, I have the Dolphins taking number 20 on the big board, one of the best receivers in the class, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. I get the feeling that the Dolphins will sign a running back and draft a wide receiver, but that's just me. Um, all right, real quick before I head out of here, this has been a long one, 24 minutes. Uh, there's six openings for head coaching hirings, and I'll rank them like this. I think the Charger job is the best. Jacksonville's second. Houston third, Jets fourth, uh, Lions fifth, Falcons sixth. And here's who I think goes where. Jacksonville, I think they get Urban Meyer. The Jets get Brian Dable, who's the Buffalo offensive coordinator. The Chargers get Arthur Smith, the Tennessee offensive coordinator. Atlanta gets Robert Salah, uh, the Atlanta defensive coordinator. Houston gets Matt Eberflus, the Indianapolis defensive coordinator. And Detroit gets Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City offensive coordinator. Now, let me just say this. I can see a scenario where Salah... Salah goes to Detroit and Bienemy goes to Atlanta because Salah's from Michigan, the whole connection there. That'd be a great signing uh, pickup for them. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That is what I have to say. All right, enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend. Enjoy the football all week, and I will catch you next week for more NFL previews. And also, I have an NHL season preview coming this week at some point soon. So, see you then.